Hello and welcome to The Adventures of Paul Temple from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From London, we present the Francis Durbridge serial, Paul Temple and the Geneva Mystery. Dolly, don't be silly. Of course you're going to get better, man. I'm, I'm too young to die. Remember that, Mr. Temple. Too young to die. Now, don't worry. You're in very good hands and you'll soon be feeling better. If there's anything you want, I'll see you get it, Dolly. Thank you. Now, tell me, were you beaten up because you warned me about the Milbourne case? Yes. Yes, I, I think so. Who did it? I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. But Dolly, you must have some idea who did it. Look, I told you this morning. Mustn't get mixed up in this affair. Mustn't. All right, Dolly. I'm afraid that'll have to be all this time, mm. Mr. Temple. Um, nurse, excuse me. Hello, Steve. How are you feeling? Oh, I feel much better. Oh, I'm so glad, darling. Are there any messages? That's the Graham phone. Oh. He wants me to go to his office tomorrow morning and look at some photographs. They're still trying to find our friend with the bomb. Uh. Oh, and, um... Morris Lonsdale rang. He wants you to call him back. Did he say what he wanted? No. He was very friendly, but I think he knows I don't like him. <laughs> he got the message. Hello? Temple, this is Morris Lonsdale. Oh, hello. I've been turning over in my mind the conversation we had earlier on, and I remember now that I did mention you and Margaret to a friend. Oh? I discussed the car accident at some length, and I'm pretty certain I told her that Margaret was going to consult you. I see. But there's nothing to worry about, Temple. Frida's the soul of discretion. Frida, did you say? Yes, Frida Sands. You probably met her. No, I don't think I have. Well, we must rectify that. I'm sure both you and Mrs. Temple would like her. I'll arrange a little dinner party one evening. Oh, that'll be very pleasant. Meanwhile, if any other name occurs to you in this connection, do give me a ring. Yes, of course. Goodbye, Temple. Goodbye. Steve, do you know a woman called Frida Sands? Frida Sands? Hmm. Uh, isn't she a secretarial bureau in Baker Street? Yes, that's right. I knew the name was familiar. What about her? Apparently she's a friend of Lonsdale's. He told her about the car accident and that his sister intended to consult me. Well, is, is that important? Could be. It's obvious that the attempts on our lives and the attack on Dolly Brazer related. Someone's determined to stop me from investigating this case. And you think that someone could be Frida Sands? Uh, excuse me, sir. Mrs. Milbourne's here. She says she's got to see you. She's in a terrible tizz, I'm afraid. Ask her to come in, Charlie. Yes, Roger. 
I'll see Mrs. Milbourne on her own, Steve, if you'd like to go to bed. Oh, no, I'm too curious. I want to know what she wants at this time of night. Good evening. Good evening. Come in, Mrs. Milbourne. So sorry to trouble you at this time of night, but I I just had to see you. Why, what's happened? I've got definite proof now that it wasn't my husband who was killed in that car accident. (laughs) There's absolutely no doubt that Carl is still alive. I take it something's happened since we last met. Yes. About four o'clock this afternoon, I wasn't feeling at all well, and I went to bed for an hour or two. I was just dozing off when the telephone rang. Hello? Could I speak to Mrs. Margaret Milbourne, please? My name is Clayton, Danny Clayton. This is Mrs. Milbourne speaking. Oh, good afternoon, Mrs. Milbourne. Uh, You don't know me, but I met your husband a little while ago. Oh? If it isn't intruding on your privacy, I think it'd be a good idea if we had a little talk sometime. Where did you meet my husband? In Geneva. Oh. As a matter of fact, I've just flown in from there this afternoon to see you. Who are you exactly? What is it you want? I'm Danny Clayton. I'm 30 years old. I was born in New York. I work for Julia Carrington and... Julia Carrington, the film star? That's right. I'm her, um, a confidential secretary, amongst other things. But what is it you want to see me about? About your husband. It's very important. Oh, all right, Mr. Clayton. Where shall we meet? I'm staying at the New Wilton Hotel. I'll see you in the cocktail bar downstairs in, uh, Let's see now. It's five o'clock in exactly one hour. I'll be there. I'm sure you will, Mrs. Milbourne. You know, it sure is nice of you to come at a moment's notice like this. Mr. Clayton, on the telephone, you said you wanted to talk to me about my... About your husband. Yes. Sure, that's right, I do. But let me tell you a little bit about myself first. I work for Julia Carrington. I'm her confidential secretary, whipping boy, and general yes-man. We've traveled all over Europe together. She's given me the sack five times. She's a bitch, but fortunately for me, a very generous one. What's all this got to do with my husband? He came to see Julia just before the, um, car accident. Only he didn't see her. He saw me instead. Mr. Clayton, I wish you'd get to the point. Well, now, I hope what I'm going to tell you won't be too much of a shock. Go on. What would you say if I told you that your husband wasn't dead? That he was very much alive? I'd say prove it. Look, I've got one or two photographs in this briefcase. I'd like you to take a look at them. But that's my husband. That's right. When were these taken? In San Moritz, five days ago. Five days ago? And I can assure you they're genuine. The photographer's name and date stamp are on the back. But that... What was my husband doing in Samaritz? And if he wasn't killed in that car accident, then why did he let me think he was? Mrs. Milburn, I can answer any questions you like about your husband. But first, I'd like to talk about something else. Well? I have a rather ambitious project in mind. I won't bore you with the details, but to get the project off the ground... I need about 5,000 pounds. Putting it crudely, you want me to give you... Oh, need we put it crudely? I have certain information about your husband. For instance, I can tell you where he is. In return for that information, I want 5,000 pounds. Then, when would you want this money? I suggest you get it tomorrow morning and bring it out to the address on this piece of paper. Three-star hotel, Brayon Thames, near Maidenhead. That's right. 
I'll see you there tomorrow morning, about 11.30. Is that okay? Well? All right. I'll be there. And for both our sakes, don't bring anyone with you. Just you and me and 5,000 pounds. Three-star hotel, Brayon Thames, near Maidenhead. And you promise to see him tomorrow morning? Yes, about 11.30. 5,000 pounds seems an awful lot of money, Mrs. Milbourne. I'm not worried about the money, Mrs. Temple. It's just that, well, I don't know whether he's telling the truth or not. I want to believe him because I really believe that Carl is alive. Tell me more about the photographs. He said he'd hand them over to me tomorrow morning. Do you think they were genuine? Was it your husband? Oh, yes, quite definitely it was Carl. Right. Now, this business can be handled without throwing £5,000 into Mr. Clayton's lap. Yes, but how? I'll go down to Maidenhead myself tomorrow. I have a pretty shrewd suspicion that Clayton isn't a blackmailer. Not a professional one, anyway. As I see it, he wants to break away from Julia Carrington and badly needs money. And you think he was lying about Carl? That we'd have to find out. Mrs. Milbourne, tell me, have you ever met or heard of a woman named Dolly Brazer? No, I haven't. Does the name Frida Sands mean anything to you? Why, yes. She's a great friend of my brother's. Oh. Did your husband know her? Yes, quite well. She occasionally supplied him with typists. Is she a friend of yours, Mrs. Milbourne? No, but we've met, of course. I should imagine Frida's friends are mostly men, preferably men who can put business in her way. But why are you interested in her? Your brother told her that you were consulting me. She could have passed that information on to someone else. Well, someone tried to kill my husband, Mrs. Milbourne, and me. But surely... Yes, it's true. Uh, and you think that happened because... because I came to see you? Yes. Oh, dear. Mrs. Milbourne, why do you dislike Frida Sands? I didn't say I disliked her. But you do, don't you? Well, if you must know, I mistrust her. I thought she had her eye on Carl. Carl used to laugh at me, but... Well, a woman has an intuition about these things. Then is it possible that Miss Sands may know something about this affair, about your husband? Yes, I suppose it is. Anyway, you're going to help me, aren't you, Mr. Temple? So far as Mr. Clayton is concerned, yes. I'll phone you the moment we get back from Maidenhead. Thank you. I'll show you out, Mrs. Milbourne. Oh, you're very kind, both of you. I do appreciate it, Mrs. Temple. Really, I do. I'm trying to get hold of Vince Langham. The movie director? Hmm. Why do you want to talk to him? He once tried to lure Julia Carrington out of retirement. If he met her, then ten to one... He met Danny Clayton? Right. Mayfair 3925. Oh, could I speak to Mr. Langham, please? I'm sorry, he's not here at the moment. I is that Mrs. Langham? Yes. Oh, this is Paul Temple. Oh, hello, Mr. Temple. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Is Vince in Hollywood? No. The Calendar Club? That's right. It's just off Lister Square. <laughs> this doesn't sound very much like Vince. What's that husband of yours up to these days? He's doing a musical for his sin.
Right. Cut. Cut. All right, everybody. Take 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Everybody back in 20 minutes. Can you spare me a minute, Vince? Good Lord. Paul Temple. Oh, what are you doing here? I looked in to have a word with you. Oh, delighted to see you, old man. Uh, George, coffee. Okay. I say, you've got quite a set up here. How long have you been on this epic? Uh, four months. We're off the floor tonight, and on schedule, too. <laughs> well, sit down for me. Ah, well, how are you keeping? How's that wonderful little wife of yours? Oh, she's fine. Good. Vince, if I remember rightly, you went out to Switzerland a little while back to see Julia Carrington. That's right, I did. Uh, I had a wonderful vehicle for her. Unfortunately, I came up against that secretary of hers, and well, the little basket advised her against it. <laughs> The basket being Danny Clayton? Yeah, that's right. He's the person I want to talk to you about. Oh? Is he just her secretary, or...? <laughs> He's everything, as far as I can make out. He even does her thinking for her. Hmm. You know, Paul, this was a wonderful vehicle I had. Oh, what was it, a play? No, no, a novel. Too Young to Die. Too Young to Die? Yeah. No, I've never heard of it. Oh, it's not out yet. It comes out next month. Oh. Who wrote this novel? A guy called Randolph, Richard Randolph. I've never met him. And it's going to be published next month, you say? Yes, I believe so. By whom? Oh, now you've got me. I can never remember names, especially publishers. I had a copy from a friend of mine who saw it early on and was convinced it was a cinch for Julia Carrington, and believe me, she was right. Who was this friend of yours? Frida Sands. Uh, her agency typed the novel, and that was how she came to read it. So you actually saw the typescript before the publishers? Yes. Oh, I know it's a bit unethical, but some of the biggest film deals have been fixed up that way. Have you still got an option on the book? Well, sort of. But tell me, why are you interested in Danny Clayton? I'm hoping to meet Julia Carrington, and I was wondering what I was likely to come up against. <laughs> are you trying to sell her anything? <laughs> well, in a way, yes. Then you'll come up against Mr. Clayton, the little basket. the phone before we came out. I thought I heard you. Yes, I tried to get hold of Frida Sands, but she's away for a couple of weeks, on holiday. Where? Do you know? No, I spoke to the housekeeper. She wouldn't tell me. What time would you maidenhead? Oh, about 11.30. I forgot to ask you, how did you get onto the yard, Steve? Oh, I'm afraid I wasn't much help to them. Those photographs, there were scores of them. So confusing. Oh, Paul, what are you going to say... To this man, Clayton? Well, if he's just trying his hand at blackmail, I don't think I'll have much trouble in scaring the pants off him. Oh, you mean scare him into telling you what he knows about Carl Milborn? If he really knows anything. Oh, but what if he's a real crook? A professional? Then I'll play it off the cuff. I'll tell him I represent Mrs. Milborn, and we might do a deal, providing he can give us more information. Yes, but supposing he wants to see the colour of your money? <laughs> don't worry, dear. I'll think of something. Uh, What's that sign say? Um, Bray on Thames. Ah. Turn left, darling. Good. We're just in nice time. Oh, good morning. Are you the landlord? Uh, yes, uh, Gad's the name, sir. Charles Gad. 
Uh, what can I do for you? I'm looking for a Mr. Clayton. I believe he's staying here. Uh, no, he was going to stay, sir. He had a reservation, but he dropped in this morning and cancelled it. Oh? Uh, you're not Mr. Temple by any chance? Yes. Oh, good. Uh, Mr. Clayton said you'd be calling. Um, he left a note for you, sir. I've got it here. Ah, yes, sir. There we are, sir. Oh, thank you. Um, may we go into the lounge? Yes, yes, of course, sir. Make yourselves at home. Oh, thank you. Thank you. could Danny Clayton have known that we were going to call here? Just a minute, Steve. Read it to me. Dear Mr. Temple, if you are interested in what happened to Carl Milborn, I suggest that you meet me at Peter's Folly. This is a houseboat near Salter's Bend. I shall refuse to see you if you are accompanied by anyone. Danny Clayton. The word anyone is underlined. Salter's Bend? I, I think it's quite near. Now listen, Steve. Stay here until lunchtime. If I haven't come oh, back... Paul, you know I don't like that. I'd much rather come with you. No, I'd rather you stayed, darling. If I'm not back by one o'clock, get in touch with Inspector Jenkins. He's the local chief down here. Tell him about Danny Clayton and the houseboat. Well, if that's what you want. Oh, excuse me, sir. Uh, will you and Mrs. Temple be staying for lunch? Uh, yes, we will, please. Tell me, Mr. Gadd, do you know a houseboat called Peter's Folly? Oh, yes, of course. It belongs to Mr. Peter Fletcher. Peter Fletcher. Mm, he's an artist, a very clever one too, I believe. Does he live on the houseboat? Mm, part of the time, uh, but I think he has a flat in London too. Uh, the boat's moored at Salter's Bend, about two or three miles from here. Oh. How do I get there? You follow the main road for about a mile, then you'll see a turning, a Bidford Lane. Uh, you keep on down the lane for about half a mile till you get uh, sight of the river. Uh, that's Salter's Bend. No, oh, thank you very much. Oh, just one moment. Uh, would you like a drink, Steve? Yes, I would. Gin and tonic, please. Gin and tonic? Certainly, madam. Now, don't worry, Steve. I'll be back in an hour. Probably less if Mr. Clayton turns out to be a line shooter. Gin and tonic, madam. Oh, thank you. So you're the barman, too, this morning, Mr. Gad. <laughs> General manager, barman, receptionist. Oh, we have our staff problems like everyone else, I'm afraid. Yes, we all. Anyhow, the kitchen staff is at full strength, so I can guarantee you'll get a good lunch. Oh, excuse me, Mrs. Temple. Certainly. Hello? Uh, no, he's just left. About two or three minutes ago. Yes, yeah, she's here. Uh, will you hold the line, please? Uh, Mrs. Temple, there's a call for you. For me? Uh, well, it, it was for Mr. Temple, but uh, when I said he wasn't here, they asked for you. Uh, who is it? Do you know? The gentleman didn't say, madam. All right. I'll take it. Hello? Mrs. Temple? Yes. Mrs. Temple, listen, Mrs. Urgent. Has your husband gone to the houseboat? Yes, he's just left. Well, go after him. Stop him. Tell him not to pick up the book. Not to pick up the book? Hello? Who is that? Hello? Is anything the matter, Mrs. Temple? I've got to get a taxi straight away, Mr. Gadd. Oh, I'm afraid there isn't a taxi around here, not for miles. Well, have you got a car? Yes, but I'm afraid I can't leave just now, Mrs. Temple. But I, I really must have <laughs> Is this really urgent? Yes, it is. I've got to get to my husband as quickly as possible. Okay, I'll get the car. Thank you. Uh, the garage is at the back of the hotel. It'll be quicker if we go this way. Sorry to stop you, sir. Would you mind telling me where you're going? What's the matter, Constable? Something wrong? I'd be glad if you'd answer my question, sir. Yes, all right. 
I'm looking for a houseboat called Peter's Folly. I understand it's quite near here. I see. Now, could I have your name? Well, why do you want my name? I wasn't speeding on it. It's anything. for the inspector, sir. Inspector Jenkins? Yes, sir. You know him? Yes, I do. My name is Temple. Oh, uh, if you'll hold on a minute, Mr. Temple, I'll uh, tell the inspector... Oh, there seems to be another car behind. Oh, I'll stop them. Excuse me, sir. Steve, I told you to stay at the hotel. Uh, thank you, Mr. Gadd. Okay, Mr. Temple. Steve, what's happened? A man telephoned, and he wants to speak to you. He mm. asked me if you were going to the houseboat, and when I told him you just left, he said, tell him not to pick up the book. Not to pick up the book? Yes. Is that all he said? Yes. Who was this man? I don't know, darling. He did give me his name. Oh, Paul. What's happening down there? It's a police holdup of some kind. There's an ambulance. Oh, they're carrying someone on a stretcher. Mr. Clayton? I don't know, Steve. Oh, anyhow, here's the inspector. Good morning, Mr. Temple. This is a surprise. Oh, good morning, Inspector. Steve, this is Inspector Jenkins. Oh, How do you do, do madam? This is a bit off your beat, isn't it, Mr. Temple? I thought you spent most of your time in London, in the West End. Oh, we move around, Inspector. I was looking for a houseboat called Peter's Folly. Where are you now? Well, I've just come from there. Why were you looking for the houseboat? I had an appointment to see someone there. What's happened, Inspector? Has there been an accident? Hardly an accident, Mrs. Temple. Someone's been murdered. Hmm? Murdered? Yes. A man called Peter Fletcher. He's an artist. He owns the houseboat. Was your appointment with him? Uh, yes, it was. I see. What happened exactly? He was stabbed. And someone apparently crept up behind him while he was... But why were you visiting him? Was he a friend of yours? No. No, I wanted to see some of his paintings, that's all. Well, there's certainly plenty of pictures on the houseboat. Dozens of them. Do you think I could uh, have a look round, Inspector? I'd rather you didn't. I've got a fingerprint man coming along. Oh, come, Inspector. Surely you can trust me not to leave any fingerprints about the place. All right. Just a quick look round. Thank you, Inspector. Wait here, Steve. I won't be long. You say Fletcher was stabbed? Yes. Hmm. Did you find the weapon? No. Probably at the bottom of the river by now. Who discovered the body? Oh, a woman in the next houseboat. The name of Harrison. She heard someone shouting, went to investigate. When was this? Oh, about an hour ago. Did she see anyone? No, unfortunately. But by the way, Mr. Temple, didn't I see something about you getting your car pinched? Yes, you did. Now, that must have pleased you. You must be losing your grip. <laughs> we all have our off days, Inspector. Ah, uh, here we are. Here's the houseboat. And careful, this plank's a bit slippery. I was not very impressed by the Inspector. Oh, Jenkins is all right. He's a bit of a sourpuss, that's all. Anyway, as I was saying, Steve, the first thing I saw was the book. It was on the floor near the petition. When I saw the title, I nearly gave the show away. Well, what was it? Too Young to Die, by Richard Randolph, published by Milbourne and Company. But I thought that the book wasn't out yet. It isn't. This was an advance copy. You know, that man on the phone knew exactly what was going to happen on the houseboat. Yes. And he was obviously a friend of yours. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. If I'd seen that book, I'd have stooped down to pick it up, as I'm sure Fletcher did. You 
You've no idea who it was on the phone, Steve? No, I haven't. And yet, although I didn't recognize the voice, I had a feeling that I had heard it before somewhere. Recently? No, I don't think so. Well, think about it, Steve. It, it might come back to you. Where are we going now, Paul? Back to time? No, back to the hotel for lunch. I don't feel very much like lunch at the moment. No, I don't suppose you do, darling. But we can't let Mr. Gadd down. And in any case, I rather want to have another word with him. Was the lunch all right, sir? Excellent, Mr. Gadd. Thank you. Excellent. Do sit down for a moment. Oh, thank you. I want to thank you for being so kind to my wife. <laughs> Oh, I had no idea when Mr. Clayton said you'd be calling here that it would lead to so much excitement. <laughs> Mr. Gabb, my wife and I have never actually met Mr. Clayton. Really? Would you mind telling me what he looks like? Uh, well, he's a man of about 40, thick set, about 5 foot 8 or 9, dark, uh, swarthy, I suppose you'd call him. He's got a very definite accent. Hmm. Had you ever seen him before? Uh, no. Um, he telephoned yesterday and made a reservation. Uh, then, early this morning, an American car pulled up and Mr. Clayton got out. He said he was very sorry he had to cancel his reservation and would I be kind enough to hand the letter over to Mr. Paul Temple, who he thought to be asking for him later in the day. Hmm. And that was all? Yes. Oh, he offered to pay for the room. Naturally, I wouldn't hear of it. Would you have said he was a good-looking man, Mr. Garrett? Good-looking? Not by any standards, Mrs. Temple. Paul, this doesn't sound like the man Mrs. Milbourne saw. No. No, it doesn't, Steve. Oh, no, you really are the limit, Paul. You'd never have your front door key with well, you. Well, what about you? There's no point in my carrying a key if you've got yours. But I haven't got mine. Oh, come on, Charlie, come on, come oh, he's on. He's probably taking a day off. Mm. Oh, it's you. Well, who did you think it was? The man from the football pools? <laughs> no, such luck, sir. Everything all right, Charlie? Yes, everything's fine. I'll take your coat. Thank you. Oh, there's a gentleman to see you, Mr. T. Mm -hmm. He's in the drawing room. He called about half an hour ago. Insisted on waiting. I just couldn't get rid of him. Did he give you his name, Charlie? Yes. Uh, he's an American gentleman, sir. A uh, Mr. Danny Clayton. Mm -hmm. 